0: welcome everybody to a friday edition of spits and suds so glad to be with you i'm gavin spittle of 105.3 the fan joined by ep ringside chap shots all over the nhl as he always is d magazine you name it he covers it it's sean shapiro
1: happy friday to you my friend how are you i'm good i'm doing really well it's uh you're gonna enjoy the enjoy the weekend it's a very weird uh it is weird i will i do have to start with a slight gripe of it's a Friday night. There was 14 NHL games last night. There are 16 tomorrow and uh, the frozen four is happening right now, but they played last night and tomorrow. So it's a Friday night that is dark on the NHL schedule and college hockey's marquee event went head to head with two of the busiest days on the NHL schedule. So I do have a slight gripe where I should be, um, Uh, I I'm not able to sit on my cat, like from a, as a, as a, from a viewership perspective, I feel like there's a missed opportunity here for what my evening plan could be for both, for both the NHL and college hockey. Okay. So
0: random story, not to go down a rabbit hole, but I actually used to date a girl from Quinnipiac who's in the, (laughs) who's in the uh, finals. And if there was ever a school that I visited that I would say 20 plus years later, that, this school would be a hockey dominant university. It would not be Quinnipiac. What an amazing story
1: they are! It's a, uh, it is, it's a, it's a really interesting, and and they've become kind of the model of success point where teams have looked at. There's, I mean, there was already teams out there that had kind of been like, hey, we're a Division three or Division two for other sports, but we can go into division one hockey and make it the biggest show on campus. And I love how Quinnipiac has done that. They've, they've gone and they've recruited players that want to come and be the, the biggest show on campus. They've, they've gone and they've made it a good fit there and like, it's, it's wild. Their coach has been there, Gavin, their coach has been there since they were a division two and a club team in like the nineties, actually, he's been there for the entire time. So it's, it's, it's a great story. It's a great story to see how it's kind of risen up and, and grown. And uh, it's, even though they've, they've established themselves as a power already, they're still looking for that first title. So uh, them versus the traditional Minnesota and obviously against last night against Michigan a traditional power last night, I like guess it's, it's a fun story for college hockey and it's also kind of the I think it's also a good proof of life to other programs that really uh, like as as we want college hockey to grow right like it's yeah. proof of life that like uh I don't know we're in Dallas uh any 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 uh, SMU uh hockey any SMU donors big hockey fans I don't know just thinking yeah, out loud would be amazing <laughs>
0: I, I you know I know UNT has a good club team Mm-hmm. That would be amazing. So um, I know Houston's trying to do some funding right now to uh, get their club team moving. So it's just cool to see that you know college is on the, on the rise. So speaking of on the rise, two quality wins this week. Mm -hmm. Um, we talked on Monday you had mentioned that Nashville was a desperate uh, opponent they needed to win to stay in the playoff hunt stars took care of business other than a slow start in the first period which um, Pete DeBoer pointed out after the game you could clearly see it Um, and the stars pull off a nice win last night against the Flyers and you know I just, to sum up, I mean, it's amazing watching Jason Robertson. I want your thoughts on the game, but just the last play of the first period kind of sums up what I love about Jason Robertson. I think there are NHL players that would just skate around the zone and just kind of look up at the clock and realize. But not only to, you know, do that rush, but to continue that rush and put it top shelf. Um, to go up one nothing, I mean it really. Even DeBoer mentioned after the game, it changed the momentum of the game. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
1: Well, it's with with Jason. It's there's his hockey IQ is 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 great. Like it's it's we we talk about it a ton, and but it, it can't really be understated. It's a lot of the stuff, there's a, one of the things about that play, like if you go back and you watch that play and I just pulled up the video while you were, so I he, when he gets the puck with like eight, seven, eight seconds left at the blue line, you can see him do the, the check to the clock. He does, he gives the clock check where he, and he's got it. And so it's, it, he started that internal countdown in his head just to get off one more shot. Obviously you always shoot to score, but really it's, get one more and just what happens and it's it's that those little details where he knows to have enough time to get a shot off and 99% of the time it's a nothing shot and nothing happens but you know what the one time it does like this it changes momentum it's like it is such a wonderful little detail play that is not as uh seems simple but it's not and it's, it's one of those things where Jason Robertson makes so many simple things look easy and he's so effective at so many simple things that, uh, that uh, just there's the wherewithal to that. Like, I mean, there's a lot of guys who I don't want to, like, you don't want to pick it's, there's a lot of guys who get the puck in that situation where, and maybe if they do get the shot, they it's, it's, it's not a real scoring chance. It's a kill out the clock time. It's, that's that's an elite decision making right there just from everything down to the timing just to get the shot off even if he doesn't score it's a, an elite thing so yeah
0: absolutely and then the stars come out pretty hot in the second period uh scoring on a power play uh, kind of a double tip by Jamie Penn and uh Joe Pavelski um I, I do like to rewind and say how did this start and it was really off the face-off with Tyler Sagan with a nice face-off win
1: yeah it was it was uh it's the stars power play is kind of coming together at the right time right now. Um, Miro Heshkin had hit his 58th assist um, uh, last night on the, on the, on that one. Like it's, uh, the stars, it, it, it is a really, we talked earlier in the week about checking boxes before you go into the playoffs and having a clicking power play was one we specifically talked about, but it is something where with four games left in the regular season or whatever it is like, this is how you want to see your power play going. You want to see those small details, the face-off win, things like that that are that are going to be the difference um come April 17th when the postseason starts.
0: Yeah, it it really is. And I- Boy, I I just, I really like them. And obviously tomorrow I think is going to be such a fun test for both teams. Both teams have a lot to play for Minnesota losing last night uh, against Pittsburgh. Craig pointed it out yesterday on the podcast uh, that Minnesota would struggle in this game because this is a Pittsburgh team that's really, you know, fighting for a uh, playoff spot. Obviously the East is the beast this year. So uh, it's just